Falcon's Nest Podcast. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge that the Falcon's Nest Podcast is produced, recorded, and distributed on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional lands of many diverse First Nations, including Cree, Dene, Nakoda, Soto, and Dakota, as well as the traditional homeland of the Métis. The Falcon's Nest Podcast team pays their respects to the First Nations and Métis ancestors of this land, and is committed to truly listening and learning as we work towards reconciliation together. If you are listening in a different location, please take the time to acknowledge the original stewards of the land you are currently on. Hey there, listeners. I'm Lee McCarrigirio, and I'm here to let you know about today's amazing prize. The Falcon's Nest Podcast is offering a $25 survey gift card and Starbucks water bottle to listeners. To enter, wait until you hear the prize code, which will be revealed later in the episode. Once you know the code, click on the Google Form link in the description and follow the instructions. Good luck! And now, please welcome Harley Follick and Ansel Grigo to the mic. I'm Ansel Grigo. And I'm Harley Follick. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Falcon's Nest podcast. Here you will have an auditory experience about what it is like at Marion Graham Collegiate to connect you to your community. You will be updated on upcoming events, hear from a variety of students at our school, and learn tips related to physical, mental, and emotional health. This episode we will be discussing good nutrition. Before we can do that, let's talk to our featured Falcon first. Hi, Logan. Hello. How are you? Pretty good. So you're currently in grade nine, right? Uh-huh. What has grade nine been like for you? Well, it's been very different than eighth grade and seventh grade because I'm in a high school now and there's two floors. Also, I'm not used to having like different people in different classes. I'm used to being like in one group. Yeah, I remember when I came, I was like, it was so weird. I understand that you're in Graham's Dungeon and Falcons Club. How'd you know that? Yeah, that's true. What do you like about D&D? It's pretty fun and it's on Fridays. So, like, after D&D, I can just go home and do nothing all day. I love that for you. Students should give it a try, even if it sounds meh. <laughs> That's what I thought. But my friends nagged me enough to play it for a bit, and it was quite fun. Have you always been interested in D&D? When I first heard of it, heard of it, I thought it was for nerds. Oh, my gosh, same. But then I played it with my brothers and some of my oldest brother's friends, and it was pretty fun. Will you be playing more next year? Yeah, I'm going to be playing more next year. And then the year after that... Still have one more year after that, and then the summer. That's crazy. I know. Speaking of... <laughs> now that you're leaving grade nine, is there any advice you would like to give to grade eights coming to high school this fall? Don't be an idiot. Pay attention in math class and any other class. I did not pay attention, so I'm, like, scrambling to do my work now. Do your homework. Don't leave it for the last day. Focus in class. You can have fun, but also you got to do school. Yeah, that's very true. Well, thank you so much for coming. That's it? No! Oh. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Now let's get into some nutrition facts. What is a good diet? According to Canada's Food Guide, they recommend half a plate of fruits and veggies, a quarter proteins, and the other quarter for whole grains. Really? I mean, half a plate of plant foods? They are, like, super expensive. I know. Researchers found that eating healthy costs, on average, $3.54 more per day than eating unhealthy. This is around four times higher. Good gravy! That's awful. Not everyone can afford to eat like that, which is terrible. And it isn't just in Canada. This is almost a global issue. 
In many countries, a recommended healthy diet isn't accessible for 90% of people. Plus, processed foods are much cheaper to produce and buy, and given inflation, many people have to resort to them. Processed foods may offer some nutritional value, but definitely not what an average person needs. In fact, in most grocery stores, a lot of the grains are cared for with lots of chemicals to make sure that it is quote unquote higher value, and those chemicals can get into us. And who knows what that is going to do to us in the future? Well, researchers have found that consuming foods that have been covered with pesticides can lead to problems with our nervous, immune, and reproductive systems. We really got to test what those chemicals can do to our bodies. If people really want food that had chemicals used on them, we should see if there are ways to make them not hurt humans and other animals. It seems to be either illness or go broke here. Is there a way where people can eat healthier while still being accessible? Personally, in my family, we have a garden that we tend to every year to help grow our own vegetables. Now, I know this won't be accessible for everyone given the amount of water and effort it takes, but if you can, it is quite rewarding. You can also go to farmer's markets where the foods are less likely to be grown and cared for with an excessive amount of chemicals. And educate yourselves on what food products are made of to make informed decisions of what you're putting in your body. Is there anyone at Marion Graham that can help teach us about good nutrition? Yes, Miss Nigam is a food teacher here at Graham. Let's ask her. Hi Ansel, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. That's good. So you teach some of the food classes at Marion Graham, correct? Yes, I do. How long have you been teaching foods? I've only been teaching foods for three years here at Marion Graham, but before that I taught commercial cooking for 14 years. Oh wow, what's the difference between foods and commercial cooking? Commercial cooking is more industrial and it's larger recipes and more skill-based, whereas food studies is more about nutrition and concepts of food instead of more practical, larger scale meals. All right. Um, what sort of things do you have your students make in food class? In foods class, we I really try to encourage students to make a variety of different foods. Um, so we cover different modules within the course, uh, basic things from um, simple recipes to simple baking skills and then we graduate up to more difficult concepts like candy making and um, chocolate and pies and pastries and that sort of thing. Um, but I strongly encourage students to try different ingredients and push the boundaries of their taste buds and their skills with different ingredients. Sounds like a very fun class. I would know because I'm in it. <laughs> it sounds pretty nutritional too. What are some ways you can suggest to our listeners on how to eat healthier? Um, to be honest, I think eating a wide variety of different things is probably your best bet to get the most diverse nutrition. Every color of food is a different mineral and vitamin. And so when you eat a different variety of colors, you're getting all those vitamins and nutrients that offer that variety. And don't, I don't ever want to say to someone to eliminate something from their diet, um, just to eat a wide variety of different things. Healthy eating really should be more affordable considering how important it is. It's a shame that so many people don't have access to healthy food options. What do you suggest for people who don't have access to these more expensive healthy foods? What are some affordable ways you can eat healthier even if it's in small ways? So a great way to eat affordably is to eat um, vegetables and fruit that are in season. I would say that's probably your most expensive ticket item for nutritious food is fresh produce. And because we live in Saskatchewan, we don't have a very long growing season. So our 
Um, seasonal foods are very limited. With saying that, um, great things to do is harvest a lot of things from your garden or local markets and then freeze different things. If you don't have the opportunity to do that, you can always um, buy frozen or canned vegetables and fruit. But the only thing I would recommend is that you read the labels because often when you're buying frozen fruit or canned uh, vegetables and fruit, they have added sugar or salt or syrup or something like that. So it's really important that you need to look at the labels to see what added things are in those canned or frozen items. Thankfully, foods classes can also give students who may not be able to afford to eat healthily lots of chances to cook and enjoy delicious and nutritional meals. Coming from someone who's in Miss Nagam's Foods 20 class, it's a great experience, aside from the paperwork. <laughs> not a fan of that. I understand. I understand. But sometimes learning the concepts is what makes you a better cook, right? Oh, and so the skills, like, yes, it's all about skills. But once you know concepts and understand why you're doing something, you can apply that to so many different things. And when you're cooking at home, like I can't stress enough how when you cook food from scratch at home, it costs so much less and you know what's going into your food. So that's really important to not have those, you know, secret preservatives or added sugars or salts. And sugar comes in so many different forms that it's really hard to tell sometimes on your labels what actually is sugar because it has so many different names. It really does. I don't know the difference between apple sugar and like the sugar and some artificial sweetener. Yeah, well, dextrose, sucrose, like there's all the different croses are, are sugars in different forms. A lot of croses. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts or advice to share before we end off the episode? My final thoughts are, I think that students should really keep an open mind or anyone keep an open mind when they're trying foods. When you're using different cooking methods or cooking things in a different way with different ingredients, they really taste different each time. And when you start to incorporate more fruits and vegetables into your diet, it actually changes your taste buds. So then you start to crave more fruits and vegetables. And when you eliminate sugars from your diet, you don't crave those sugars as much. And so it's really just kind of changing how you see food. And if you want to make changes, you can change your taste buds to crave fruits and vegetables instead of craving sugar and salt. Huh, I didn't know that. That's pretty helpful to know, actually. Yeah, and sometimes it's really hard, like in the beginning. Like I always tell my students, if after school you always go to 7-Eleven or whatever the convenience store and get a like Slurpee or a smoothie or some sort of sweet snack, your body is expecting that at that, like you, you, you expect it. And so when you take it away, your body does start to crave that sugar hit. And if you take that away and eat an apple instead, it's training your taste buds to not crave and need that sugar. And then you can take it one step further by changing it a little bit more. But your body does go through a bit of withdrawal phase when, you take, when you're used to having sugar all the time and then you take it out of your diet. When I say diet, I don't mean like you're on a diet. I just mean like what you're eating that day. So when you take that out, you're lacking something that you're used to getting. So it takes a while for your body to kind of get used to not having that. Well, listeners, it's that time of the episode again. That's right, it's prize code time. The code is HEALTHY in all capital letters. To enter to win, 
Please click on the Google form link in the description and follow the instructions. Thank you for your support. And now back to the show. Feel like I really made that more complicated than it is. But well, it makes sense. So it's basically like conditioning your body then. Yeah. Like if you if you I don't know, decide, you know what? I don't feel really great when I'm eating all this sugar all the time. And so you're like, I need to cut this out of my diet. And often people think if I cut this out of my diet, like I need it because I get such a bad headache or like I'm really tired. But those are that's your body going into withdrawal from not having the usual sugar intake that you usually get. So once your body basically gets used to not having that, then you don't crave it anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It's really interesting to know actually. And if you it's the the opposite is the same. If you after school eat veggies and dip and have or like just an apple or something like that like you crave those things that you normally eat it's conditioning your taste buds like you wow that is really neat and so sometimes like like I I use the example with my own family with whole wheat flour and students always like we in foods class we use whole wheat flour because whole grains have fiber and fiber is key to a healthy digestive system and keeps you full and you flush out all the toxins from your body Um, with eating fiber though you need to drink a lot of water because if you eat fiber and don't drink water it does the opposite right it keeps those toxins in you and they don't um, get eliminated but whole wheat flour has a certain texture right so it has that grainy dense hearty earthy kind of texture and lots of students and people don't like it for that very reason but from my perspective, when I eat something with all-purpose flour or white flour, it doesn't have that fiber and it almost like melts in my mouth and feels like doughy and sticks to the roof of my mouth. And so I don't like that at all, but I grew up eating white all-purpose bread and not knowing any different. It's just experiencing something different. Yeah, the kind of flour you use can really change the outcome. Like with the cookies we made in your class, that one time with different types of flours, oh boy. (laughs) Yes, and it all depends on the fiber, the protein content within the flour. That's interesting. It has that chemical reaction. (laughs) Love chemicals. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was great having you. Wow, thank you Harley and Ansel. Good nutrition is such an important element of living a healthy lifestyle, but it is often overlooked. I hope that all of our listeners learn some tips and tricks they can use when making food-related choices. Now, let's take a look at the many events happening for students at MGCI right now. SRC elections are right around the corner. If you're interested in planning events, spirit days, fundraisers, or pep rallies, or you want to be a leader in your school, keep an eye out for some information on the Instagram page. Our track and field season is heating up. Keep an eye on the schedule to come out and support our many talented athletes. The intramural floor hockey season is in its final stretch. Come out in the gym at lunch to take in some exciting playoff action. The FLS is having a year-end soda sale every Friday in the Commons. Come on and check it out. We have many great clubs at the school. 
Check out our Paranormal Society for all things spooky and supernatural, or try your hand at coding, building, and problem solving with the Robotics Club. The Esports Club is also accepting new members. All are free to come out and join the growing community of gamers. In addition, the Yearbook Club is looking for new members and is a great opportunity for writers, photographers, and graphic designers. There's a club for everyone at MGCI. Well, that's all for this episode. Tune into the next episode where we cover drunk driving and its consequences. Watch our Instagram and TikTok at MMGCI Falcon's Nest for more details. As always, thank you for your support. Without listeners like you, this podcast wouldn't exist in the form it does today, and we really appreciate you. If you want to provide feedback on your listening experience or you want to suggest students who should be interviewed, send an email to falconnestpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our website, which is linked in the description. Fly high, Falcons, and see you next time.